Hey y'all, hey, welcome to another episode of the Doula Road Trip Podcast. This is another Deja and Jariel edition. We have been off for a couple of weeks, so we definitely wanted to come back and give you guys a really, really good episode. Sorry about the break. You know how doula life goes. Um, busy with life, busy with birth doula clients and all of the things. So thank you guys so much for your patience. And we will get right into it. Deja, how are you feeling? Hey, y'all. Hey, I'm, I'm good. So, yeah, back to, like, doula life and all the things. I, um, as the virtual doula, took on an in-person client recently who was somebody, an old friend of mine, an old high school friend. And, ooh, it was, you put it in perfect words. It was like going cold turkey from something for a long time because I haven't been to an in-person birth since the end of 2020. It was like going cold turkey and then getting a jolt of something and that birth was 22 hours and probably a little bit more with the drive home and just you know so y'all I feel for y'all my in-person doulas out there like I feel for you because I just got a reminder of what I was doing you know a couple years ago so definitely feeling um the recovery still that I'm needing from getting the proper sleep and um, you know, loving up on myself, like we need to do that self-care after all these births that we go to. So I'm feeling better now. I'm feeling better now. It's, it's taking me probably like four days to feel like, okay, I'm awake. I'm good. How are you feeling? I'm good. I love what you said about the afterbirth recovery. I don't think people talk about that enough or factor that in enough into time. So a lot of times after you've done in-person birth support, you're like physically exhausted, mentally exhausted and emotionally drained, um, especially being on call and that like anticipation of like the call could happen at any time and I'm anywhere. And so I'm thinking about who I'm driving with and how much gas is in my tank and it's my doula bag in my car. And then like once you pop back into your life, you're literally no good <laughs> um, because you're trying to hydrate and give yourself some nutrients and really just rest. And so even though you're back at home from the birth, you're still out of it. I know for me, it definitely takes about two days, depending on how long the birth was, a little bit more. And I'm like eating Chipotle and drinking water and resting and just trying to figure out like what's going on and then I'm like oh, okay and then I'm replying to all the emails that I missed and text messages that I missed and checking on maybe other clients that I had so and that's why I feel like it's so important to make sure people know that like being a traditional doula does require a lot from you I know I go to the chiropractor as well so that way I can stay physically like in alignment and feeling good um getting like regular exercise and just making sure that you physically feel okay before you show up or somebody physically in that way because it's not a game at all not a game at all it's not y'all and this was this was a birth I didn't uh you know with all the change in policy and stuff when I didn't anticipate being at so long the initial policy was one person can come support one person has to leave at 9 p.m. and they can come back at 7 a.m. So in my head, I was like, I will be here for a minute and then I'll be checking in as I can, you know, because I can't be here. And it was 
a blessing that the nurse and the charge nurse were like, no, actually you can stay. We'll make an exception for you. And then also one of those things where it was like, well, you can't leave right now because you got to stay here. Security's not going to let you back in. So didn't get to grab dinner and all the things. And so just being prepared, y'all having a plan A, B, C, especially with these change in hospital policies and um, have a plan, have a plan in place uh, to take care of yourself because we are you know, we're going to show up for the clients. I don't know too many doulas who I talk to who aren't fully showing up for their people, giving their all, but also y'all like we got to take care of ourselves and ensure that you got some steps in place for you for, um, before you go on call, while you're on call and like that recovery after the birth. Cause I got a great reminder, like, Ooh, this is a lot. This is a lot. I know we weren't supposed to talk about this in this episode, but I kind of want to talk about the power of having a partner doula and a backup doula. Um, because if it's just fitting for this scenario. So I have been super duper blessed in that I have been independent contracting for agency for a few months. And I haven't ever in my life like worked with a doula partner but the way that this agency was set up is that you worked in a team and so I met the doula who was going to be my teammate Um, we met at Starbucks like last year and we immediately like hit it off I liked her right away and so the way that the agency is set up like we interview with potential clients together We are all three in a group text message. So it's usually the two of us and the expecting person, um, the pregnant person. We are all three in a group text message. We communicate throughout the pregnancy about appointments and questions. And also we go to the prenatal together. So we do one prenatal and we split the month. So one of us takes like the first through the 15th. The other person takes like the 16th through the 31st, roughly. And whoever's on call when the client goes into labor is the person who goes to the birth and the person who does the postpartum follow-up visit. And I have to admit that like people were like, oh, I don't want to work in a partnership type of model in that way because you have to split the money, right? And I was thinking to myself like they're right. I am taking home a much smaller piece of the end like invoice because of the fact that we are in a partnership model but when I tell y'all that like I have so much peace (laughs) um I've gotten so confident and so comfortable in birth work has not been overwhelming because of the fact that we work together and not only do we work together like my doula partner compliments me in like the best way like I automatically know I'm the speaker and I'm pretty dynamic and and I'm pretty magnetic if I'm being honest like it's a it's a gift I don't know what it is maybe all the years in customer service but I'm really really good at talking to people and getting people to buy into me if I can get them on video so like in interviews I absolutely kill I know like if I'm going into an interview with my doula partner I'm probably going to be the person that talks the most and I should be the person that talks last because I'm a good closer so we have a very high close rate together I know that my doula partner has administrative like 
out this world. So that's what she used to do. I'm horrendous at administrative. I don't want to send an email. I don't want to send a text message. Like, and she's excellent at that. So like the follow-up emails and checking the emails and checking on our clients and text message. Like she's fantastic at that and being the person that's like, hey, did we schedule this prenatal? Okay, let's go ahead and get it scheduled. Hey, did you see XYZ? Okay, this is this person's like address. Do you need me to come pick you up on the way to the prenatal? Like she's very much so like an administrative like nurturer and I absolutely need that because I'm a visionary I don't care to do any of that stuff like I'm very much so a big picture person and a people person so we get into the prenatal I know she's gonna lead it I'll add in things and she's always making room for me to add in things if I need to say anything but for the most part she's a childbirth educator so we both like you know balance each other out there and then once we leave the interview it's like okay hey we said we were gonna give this person this and this I'll send this via text message she'll follow up with the email and it's just been like I have to tell y'all like sometimes people say like I don't want to do xyz because I'm leaving money on the table I hear that a lot with like partnering with doulas being a part of an agency I landed two clients myself in 2020 two clients the whole year I partnered with an agency and the next thing I know I landed four clients personally and ended up serving 18 families so it's like Maybe you are taking home a smaller piece, but if you're doing that a dozen or more times, then like how much money are you leaving on the table because you're refusing to be open to partnership and collaboration? And how much better could your life be if you are working a nine to five, you have a family and you could say like for a week and a half or however many days out of the month, I know I'm not on call so I can get that anxiety out of my life. for at least this amount of time if I do want to work in a traditional way like what would that make room for you to do otherwise and so I feel like it's pros and cons to everything um this agency is no longer in existence will I work with another agency no so it's pros and cons to everything but I will say that like it can be very very beautiful to have a village as a doula and to support families in creating their village like It's definitely not a solo sport. You don't see any solo doctors and that's for a reason. Like, so I just wanted to bring that up um, and talk a little bit about how to find a backup doula as well for people that may be looking for one. Um, But go ahead, Deja. What what do you think about partnership, collaboration and backup doulas? So how I feel about partnership, collaboration, collaboration. It's something that's been coming up for us, a lot of conversation that we've had even since we started working together with other birth workers and having workshops and doula night school. Um, But on the doula side of things, as far as specifically the traditional sense, showing up, being on call. um, I like what you were touching on as far as how people have a hesitation around partnership and having like a backup doula because of the money aspect where it's like, well, if this person actually shows up for me during the birth, that might, you know, be half of what I was bringing in for this client. And mm-hmm. exactly what you highlighted is is the benefit for me as a type A person, having somebody else that you know for sure, like I'm not just completely putting this birth on my back saying, no matter what, you know, everything's on me. I'm going to wear all the hats. Um, having somebody else to be able to 
go to to know that they're available to even debrief the birth with so this last client that i had that i just said was the 22 hour labor mm-hmm. um and not being prepared for that so this got a little tricky because of covid and the hospital policy where i wasn't able to like tag her in because they were like yeah you can stay but you know we're not swapping people out we're not doing x y and z um still being able to have her though and have that peace of mind have somebody to debrief the birth with as well saying so i saw somebody in a facebook group recently who was saying like who do you go to to process these birth experiences like whether they are really positive or maybe something happened like who are you talking to especially when you talk about the confidentiality piece of working with families and you're not out here on social media like oh so and so just had their baby and this is how i feel about it like who is that person that you're able to and when you have a backup doula and you've made that connection with the family and they know you they know the backup doula and you're able to have those conversations during the birth so i was texting her during the birth like hey this is what's going on. This is the situation. Maybe this is a a challenge that we're having. Do you have any suggestions? And just having that person to let know the play-by-play action that was happening, get those suggestions in real time, and to debrief the birth after coming out of a birth for that many hours to have somebody to be like, yeah, I'm tired and I'm exhausted and I'm glad she had a baby. I'm glad baby is healthy. And here's how I feel about it. To have the person who you can share that piece of the puzzle of how you feel in the equation. Um, just the mental part, the mental and the emotional part is like, it has to be factored in the thought of, oh, I don't want to share this, which I mean, it's a valid thing. It's something to think about, like the cost of, you know, if you potentially need to pay your backup to come in, it is. But when you start to factor in, factor in the other pieces of that sound mind that if I can't show up for this client, somebody else is going to be there. I'm not leaving them high and dry. I know this person. I trust this person. There are so many other things that have to be weighed into, you know, seeing seeing the true benefit in having somebody else. And like you said, not being the one that has to wear all the hats, specifically if you're in like a partnership so not just having a backup doula but like if you're in a partnership where you have somebody who you're going to prenatals with together and you don't have to wear all the hats like I don't have to be the person that's great at the administrative part I don't have to be the person who is great at the childbirth education my partner know how knows how to do that we can play off each other's strengths I don't think it's like a I really don't feel like it's an optional thing. I know a lot of people struggle with potentially finding a backup doula Mm -hmm. or finding a good fit for a partnership. But I think it's something that always has to be actively being sought after, right? Like, I don't think it's an, for me, I don't think it's an optional thing. I think when I think of a backup doula specifically, as a solo entrepreneur, as a solo doula, if I catch COVID, if for whatever reason I caught COVID, I got sick, I ran into a situation, you know, obviously, like, I'm not showing up for that family. I'm not going to put them at risk. I'm not going to not honor myself. But now what does that mean for them as them preparing for this day that I said I was going to be there and now I'm not? I really don't feel like um, the conversation around backup doulas and partnerships is like an optional thing. I think it's something that if you haven't found that person, it's just a continuous, like, continually 
seeking that out, making those connections, networking until that is revealed to you, either the person or the group of people, because specifically after me going to this birth in person, I'm like, this is not an option. This can't be an option. It has to be a prerequisite. Like it has to be a part of the conversation up front for so many reasons. Yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit about one, how long it took me before I actually found um, my sit- my setup with my doula partner. So now we're like, you know, like backups for each other outside of the agency. So for our solo businesses. And I wanted to talk a little bit about how long it took me to found her- find her and then the like characteristics that I love about her that I think would be beneficial for everybody to look for in a backup doula. Just in case some people are like, okay, like, how do I find them? What do I look for? Like, how do we communicate that sort of stuff? So I will admit that, like, I was practicing as a doula for, like, maybe, like, a over a year and a half before I found, like, a really good backup doula. Um, what I love about my backup doula is that she is a full-time doula as well. So I know for sure that all she's doing all day, every day is building her solo doula practice and showing up for clients, right? So I know that she has the space and the capacity to show up for me and to show up for my clients if need be. The other thing too is that she's willing to meet with my clients, right? So I do give my clients the option like, hey, I have an incredible backup doula. I'm going to set up, you know, a night where all of you guys can come at once to a Zoom and like meet my backup doula and ask questions. So like my clients can choose to show up or not to show up, but she's always available to at least like one night a month come on a Zoom and meet with my clients. And then same with me. I'm like, hey, let me know when you need me to pop up on a Zoom to say hi to your clients so they can ask me questions and they can feel comfortable with me, right? So she's always available for that. She never says no. She's always fantastic in those meetings. And I also love too that like I've interviewed with the back, like with my backup doula when she was like my teammate. And so I know how she is talking to clients. I've seen text messages where she's communicating with clients. So she communicates in the same way that I would, right? She's timely. She's gentle. She gives thorough explanations. She's always offering to hop on the phone if people need more. And so the way in which she communicates with clients is like, through her voice and also through text messages always consistent and it's the same way in the things that I would say right so that's important to note too because my clients don't want to have one experience with me and then a completely different experience should we have to call in the backup doula and it's a completely different personality and a different experience that could set people up to not have their expectations met and then to have angry or unsatisfied clients at the end of the experience so I want to say that I also would say, too, that, like, my backup, Zula and I, we communicate on a regular basis. So, like, we're real life, like, friends. Like, hey, how are you doing? What's going on in your life? Like, how are your kiddos? Like, okay, so tell me who's on your schedule for April and May. Okay, cool. You said you were taking a vacation in this month and this month. Are you still taking a vacation? Okay, great. So I know you're not doing clients these two months. Okay, cool. Like, when are you coming back? Okay, and then what about these three clients that you mentioned you had? Okay, cool, yep, I am backing you up for that. Okay, so we know, like, how many clients each other has, what months they're due. We give each other access to our notes from prenatals because I need you to know what my client's birth plan is and where they live and where they're delivering and who their provider is, right? So that sort of information has to be shared between the two of you. 
there's also a backup doula agreement that you all can have signed and in place that says like, hey, I agree to X, Y, and Z and to be paid this deposit and this amount if I show up to the birth. Or maybe you guys have it worked out where you, you know, it's going to come out in the wash. So you don't want to exchange money back and forth because it's just at that point, like paying each other back, but not actually gaining anything. Fine, totally fine. But there should be communication and also how you're going to get access to that client's notes how you're going to meet that client before the birth and then how you're going to communicate if this person does go into labor I've met people like one time and then three months later they're calling me at like 5 a.m on like Facebook messenger like hey I'm at a birth can you replace me no ma'am absolutely not I don't know you I don't know this client we met one time we talked about backup doula support one time like that's not how you operate as a backup doula it is a relationship that requires consistent communication and nurturing and for expectation and communication to be had between the two of you and the client right so I do want to say that I also want to say have more than one backup doula I have been in situations before where a doula was unavailable, the backup doula was there, the backup doula needed to leave, so there needed to be another backup doula to replace the backup doula. So, like, I didn't even think that that was possible. It has not happened to me where I've ever had to use a backup doula. I do want to say that, but I would never doula without one because you just never know. I've literally had surgery before unexpectedly. Um, You know, you could be in any number of unexpected situations on top of us being in a global pandemic, even though outside is opening back up Um, kids being sick, cousin being sick, like any number of things where you may need to be taken away from your life and unavailable to your client. And so my clients all have my backup doulas information as well in case they need to reach out to her um, on their own. So just wanted to throw that out there. Like, My backup doula is trained, she's certified, she's competent. I have a personal relationship with her and the way in which we communicate so that way people can see like some of the things you need to look for in a backup doula. Um, I feel like clients are used to it. Like they don't have just one provider. Every time we ask some of our clients, like, who's your provider? They're like, I don't know. I've seen 800. So like two doulas, I feel like would be no big deal and probably refreshing if you frame it correctly. Like, we're both full, how we frame it, we're both full-time doulas. And so we're backing each other up and we're also in a team model for you. That way, no stranger comes to your birth. One of us is always available. You get double the support, double the network, double the knowledge, double the availability. It's a win-win situation. Like immediately potential clients are like, oh yeah, you're right. Like that makes total sense. I didn't even think Mm -hmm. about that. Cool where do I sign the contract and how do I pay you guys? So that was the agency feedback. So it's not a big, I know it wouldn't be a big deal if we continue that model outside of the agency now that the agency's closed. So it's definitely a combat compatibility piece with the backup doula. I know a lot of people here like, okay, I need a backup doula. And that conversation is not always had as far as what makes a good backup doula, not just the fact of like, oh, you are a doula, so you can just back me up. But um, creating like a seamless experience for your client and your family, because exactly like you said, if the families that you're working with are used to you being punctual, so you showing up on time, you are a thorough communicator, you're always letting them know 
you know, we have this appointment tomorrow. Is it still a good time for you? You're, you're communicating with them. You are really, um, thorough with the like questions and really knowledgeable. If you're not in partnership with somebody who is going to create that same experience, it's not going to be a fun time for the client. It's not going to be a fun time for you. And like you said, just framing it in the beginning. I think that's a lot of thing, uh, if it's not framed in the right way, if you present it in a way of, I always go back to this analogy of like putting on the cape as the person who has to do all the things and saying like, I'm the one who can essentially like make or break your birth experience is dangerous for a lot of reasons. And specifically in this case, when you have somebody that you can lean on presenting it in the way of like how it's a benefit to the family and not how something is being taken away from if in the event they need to show up for the family that they're getting a lesser experience or that you don't know this person because like you said you've set up an opportunity for them to talk together and all the things um what I want to touch on is so people here all the time get a backup doula get a backup doula think about partnership but the aspect of like well, who is this person and how do we find out if we're compatible? How do we network? How do I figure out if um, this person is a good fit? Because you can do a quick Google search, right? Like me in Georgia. Okay, Atlanta doulas. Oh, you know, okay. I found me an Atlanta doula. found somebody on social media. Like, do I just reach out to them, send them a message and flat out ask somebody? That's the first thing that's coming out of my mouth is, uh, will you be my backup doula or how am I networking and talking to people what are your thoughts on that because I have some thoughts but I want to hear what are your thoughts on networking with people and trying to see if a backup situation would be a good fit you just come right in that's the first thing that's that's you say when you talk to somebody or how do you get to that point of opening up that conversation That's a good point. I have had that happen before where like people are in Facebook groups and they're just like, hey, I'm new to the area. I'm a birth doula. I'm looking for a backup doula. And then everybody who responds underneath the comments, they just start having one on one conversations with that person. Um, that's certainly one way to do it. I think too, um, going to doula meetups or creating some sort of meetup atmosphere, even if it's just one time. Um, so that way you can get a vibe for people, even if it's like virtual instead of in person. Um, I do like a monthly BIPOC doula meetup here in Cleveland. And so every single month, like I'm constantly meeting doulas. So I get to hear their story. I get to hear why they became a doula and what they do now. I know who has a nine to five, who doesn't have a nine to five, who's full time in birth work, who's thinking about going full time in birth work, who has a lot of clients, who's looking for clients, who's joining agencies like so I know all of that stuff about who's a postpartum doula, only does overnight, who's a birth doula. So I feel like that's the best way to start is to get in some sort of like networking environment and start asking people questions. Um, it just so happens that my um, backup doula and I, we trained and certified with the same organization. So that's a place you can start as well with the place that you trained and certified with. So who did you actually see in the training? Um, who did you connect with within those two days? If you did go locally to an in-person training and who can you see yourself like partnering with or potentially being a good partner? I think too, looking for people who have like strengths that are your weaknesses. So you have to be really honest with yourself about like what you don't like doing, what you're not good at doing. 
Um, because for me, like the fact that my doula partner has an administrative background is like fantastic because that's not my background. That's not my gift. I already know. So I just so happen to have lucked up in that that's all she did for years and years before she became a doula was administrative assistant stuff. So I think you should also maybe consider like personality wise. I don't know if you're into like signs or, you know, um, I'm an Aquarius and this person is like a Pisces. Okay, this could work. Like seeing it if it works that way or even like human design or like DISC personality assessment. If you guys have ever heard of that, it's D-I-S-C personality assessment so maybe like trying to see like if there's some compatibility and reading between the lines like okay this person likes like excel and like spreadsheets and they're really really organized that ain't my thing so we might have a match there um it's like open communication so I feel like I can say I don't like this or I don't like that or this happened with this client um for me too it's really important that like I can say, I don't know something, right? So how comfortable do I feel saying like, hey, the client asked this question. I really don't know a lot about this. If you do, like, can you share resources or answer this question for me? Because like, I really don't have any idea. I've never had a client in this situation before because when you're new or even when you're an OG, there's going to be things that come up that you have never seen before. Um, And we recently had a situation where I felt like, I didn't couldn't tell if I was like the right personality style for what the client needed in the moment. And so my backup doula absolutely like stepped in and took over. Right. So that was really big. Me being able to say like, you know what, I think that the client might need something different. Do you think you can reach out and see if you get a different response or if this person is like saying that they need something like, can you check in and see if something's going on? Like, being a mom, a new parent period can be really, really busy. So sometimes it's hard to gauge if it's you or if it's just life. But it was fantastic to be able to tag somebody else in because it's like, okay, maybe they just need a different energy. Totally fine with that. And that happens all the time in birth with people's partners. They're like, no, get the doula. I need a different energy. And so being humble and being able to step back and say, you know what, my doula partner may have something that this person needs that I can't give in a moment. Like, let me just tag and see if they can tag me out on this. So feeling like I can say that in my doula partner is like, yeah, you're absolutely incredible. You did everything right. Like, I don't, you know, I don't know what's going on. I'll definitely step in. I'll let you know. I'll give you an update. I'll tell you what's up. So we have that very vulnerable, open, honest communication. So I do feel like it should be somebody who you can be transparent with for sure, for sure. Mm, You know, for me, what's been a big thing with anybody that I have um, either partnered with or had as my backup doula or who I've attended births with. So I've been to a lot of births when I was doing home births a lot. Um, where I had another doula with me like we were she was more in the role of birth photographer so not necessarily doing the doula things but there nonetheless and every person that I've either asked um, to be there with me or done some type of partnership for me that piece of the puzzle that I want to share with people is like it's not something that you have to rush into I think a lot of people hear that you need a backup doula and like you said then that's where the posting can come from like okay who's in the area who's available or kind of like I don't want to call it cold messaging but when you just message somebody that you don't really know them like that and it's just like will you be my backup doula um some of that coming from the 
trying to get it established, right? And that's not a bad thing. Like you're trying to get your ducks in a row. Maybe you already have a client or, you know, you want to bring people on. And so you're trying to have that in order. It's just not something I would rush because it can create more headache down the line if it's not a good fit versus being able to actually get to know people. So the part about networking for the sake of, yes, maybe you're looking for your backup doula, but to genuinely get to know people. So you mentioned having your BIPOC doula meetup where really the purpose is community. Like y'all are coming together, you're sharing stories, you're hearing about each other, you are getting to see people in real time where the relationship is naturally formed and the person who would be a good fit as a partnership or a backup doula is more easily revealed just through simple dialogue. And so I would say that for every person that I have asked to partner with me, back up for me, it has always been a natural relationship that has formed before that point and also me getting to see how they are with other clients. So that's been a big thing for me. And so not necessarily saying like, oh, I need to come to one of your prenatals that you have with the client you have. Not necessarily that, but um, I've been in situations where there are open um, childbirth education classes happening or something. So I get to see that person in action or they're on social media doing a live, answering questions for people or they are sharing testimonials from clients that they've worked with. So that's been a really powerful thing for me personally is not just to verbally hear like, oh yeah, I'll be your backup doula because you asked me to be type of thing, but to see, I see how this person operates and how they serve the families that are their own and the people that they personally connect with. So I know I can trust them with people that I am bringing to them. Um, specifically my last birth and the backup doula I had, I've known her for years now and we are just now, we had just now got to the point of like, will you back up for me? And so it wasn't something that with this specific person that I rushed into, it was a very much relationship where we've always stayed in contact. I know her style. I know her philosophy. I know the way that she shows up for people We've had some really open and transparent conversations and have almost like not been backing each other up, but been able to have those check-ins with each other. Like, how was that birth? Are you good? How are you recovering? What do you have coming up? So that it was a natural transition. And so I want to share that with people that a lot of times it comes from organic relationship with people sometimes where you're able to see like, oh, this just makes sense. And I will say that even for our collaboration, us working together, I think I knew really early on when I first came across your page on Instagram, I was like, oh yeah, like I want to work with her at some point. We need to collaborate on something. We need to do more. But it was great to just be able to share the journey with you to continue to do the things that we were doing separately on our different platforms. Again, I saw the way that you were interacting with your community. We kept in contact with each other. You were like keeping up with me as I was moving and like, are you good? I know I move is a lot. Check in when you're all right. To where when it got to the point of, yes, let's actually come together. Let's solidify this. Let's put some workshops together. Let's teach people. It was a natural progression. It was not... It wasn't much, much hesitation. It was like, all right, let's jump in. Let's do it where I knew I could trust 
that you would show up for the things that we were doing in the same way I would show up because I've already seen that and we've already had a relationship. So I want to share that with people that this type of relationship where you can partner with somebody or have a backup doula sometimes isn't as simple as just cold messaging people or just, okay, you're a doula and you're available. Those relationships can really be the main key and being revealing like, oh, this absolutely makes sense. This is the person who's the best fit for me. Yeah, I think you bring up a really good point. Like it does take time. Like if a person came up to you and asked you out on a date, a lot of us would say no. Maybe some of us would say yes, but it's because like we don't know this person from a can of paint. There's been no introduction. There's been no backstory, no information, no connection. And so we're really not prompted to spend our time. (laughs) Nothing has happened that has convinced us that we need to spend our time with this person. And so maybe some of us are married and unavailable, like, so it would have been no anyway, right? So it's the wrong question. And so I do think that for sure, it is a relationship that takes time. People say get a backup doula. And I definitely agree, get a backup doula be working on that consistently but like you don't have to commit to anybody right away I did take clients without a backup doula I highly recommend getting one as soon as you can but it does have to be the right relationship right because we are in a very intimate industry that is very relational and so that is something that you want to take your time with because it could be boosting your reputation or like destroying it um depending on the type of experience that people are getting with their backup zula and then associating you with so for sure for sure take your time and don't feel like you're behind or like anything is wrong if it takes you a minute to find a backup doula like it will sometimes take you a minute so I say all that to say though I feel like backup doulas are absolutely essential for the type of work that we do. I don't think that it's like an expense, quote unquote, that you can choose to have or choose not to have like software or like, you know, um, or the birth ball or the peanut ball or any of the other things that sometimes we buy in order to be birth doulas. Um, I do feel like it's absolutely essential. And even as a virtual doula, like there could be times when your wi-fi is out or your phone dies or gets wet or whatever and you're not able to communicate with clients so even as a virtual doula I still think that it's important to have some sort of system of backup in place in case something happens so just putting that out there um I do want people to know too that With a backup doula, it could be very unique what the agreement is. I mean, it just depends on the person. So definitely talk to that person about what type of agreement they would be comfortable with, right? Because I know some people ask like, well, do you pay a backup doula for their on-call time? Do you only pay them if they go to a birth? Do you pay them if they do a postpartum visit? And I would say that definitely depends on the person and on the type of relationship and the circumstances in which you guys will be supporting each other and then the length of time so it is like individual to individual like some people will want to be paid and probably if they're not already on call and they don't have a ton of clients they're probably going to want to be paid for their on call time sometimes if doulas are already busy and already have clients and would be on call anyway they may say okay you don't have to pay me for on call time but let's agree on an amount if I show up to the birth or whatever so it's very much so depending on the individual and the client load that they have or do 
not have already. So just want to throw that out there and be open to having a new doula as your backup doula. I feel like new doulas really want to be backup doulas um, and would be fantastic backup doulas. And it would be a great opportunity to really support someone else in like their journey a lot of us remember what it was like like when we didn't know anything about doulas and we were trying to figure it out and get trained and break into the industry and so I would say like don't necessarily like automatically rule out somebody who just became a doula just because they don't have experience or whatever like it could be a fantastic opportunity for mentorship and to connect with somebody and to have them they could be an incredible backup doula so just want to throw that out there. And if you're looking for mentorship, maybe you want to ask an OG doula if you could be their backup. That may be a good way to find a mentor and also support that person um, in their business. So just talking about backup doulas as mentors and coaches as well, I don't think gets brought up a lot, but it could be a dope way to get a mentor too. I think that's a fantastic point that you made. I, My own personal experience, I shared this with you, I began doula work um, being traditional, being in person, showing up, and my like unofficial mentor, we never like officially had any agreement or type of thing, um, my unofficial mentor was actually my own doula. So my doula that I had at my birth, she was the one who brought the doula training to our little small town in North Dakota. She was there in support of all the people who came and trained to become doulas. And so when I was trained and I was ready to like jump in and attend these births because of the town that we lived in, it was so incredibly small. We pretty much know all the same people. If you're looking for a doula, you kind of know the options that you have. Um, she was a doula. She was still attending births. She was also a birth photographer. And so it was, again, all these unofficial like okay, you're going to be here. The client wants me as their doula, but then you're going to be there as the birth photographer. And so just having somebody that essentially was like my backup doula unofficially, but to have that mentorship as well doesn't get talked about enough, like you said, where I was a brand new doula, right? Like I was a brand new doula, um, but she trusted like, yeah, come into the space, support people, um, we're here, we're still able to tag each other in and out, but you're able to get that experience and to still have the benefits of having, again, a backup doula in the, in the instance that somebody's not able to be there or somebody needs to go step out for whatever reason to take a break, go get a snack, take a nap type of thing. And so I was very grateful as a new doula to be able to come into a space where it didn't feel like where I was the primary doula. So I'm doing the things, but where it didn't feel that pressure of like, I'm the only one in the room. I need to have all the answers. If there's a challenge or we get stuck or something needs to happen, I'm not the one who is feeling like I don't have anyone else to turn to or anyone else to lean on. And so I would definitely say uh, for newer doulas to think about that. Like you just said, I hear a lot of people, we talk about shadowing sometimes who are just like, I want to shadow, I want to shadow you or who can I shadow? And that doesn't always happen for the sake of the work that we're doing. It's not always that clients want somebody who's gonna come in and sit in the corner and like watch their birth experience unfold if I don't know you like that. And so 
approaching it in that way could be beneficial instead of I want to shadow somebody I want to be the fly on the wall if you come at it and you are the backup doula who is maybe going to you know one of the prenatals to meet the family so they've already they got to know you you've established that I do know um dynamics where doulas bring in their backup for everything they're there at the prenatals with them and they're attending the births as the newer doula so it almost is like a mentorship but the family member knows you and you're getting that real-time experience so i would definitely say that for those people who are like i want to shadow i want to be able to see what's going on before i feel confident enough to go into this room by myself and not necessarily have somebody else to lean on is backup doula support like come at it at that angle of being able to be have somebody count on you you you're you're getting something else to them right you're bringing something to the table by saying I can back you up I can be the other person who's on call I'll get to know the family member um come at it at that angle because I know the shadowing part not too many family people they don't want to hear that because they're like that sounds like another person in the room that I don't know and I'm trying to have my baby and maybe you're awesome but I don't know you like that versus if you come into it in the first place as being another pillar of support, nobody's going to want to turn down another set of hands, another um, person who checks in with them, somebody else who's going to tag in when a birth might go super long. So something else to consider. It was something I was really grateful for at the beginning of my experience to have somebody else in the room with me as I was learning all the things I needed to know. Yeah, for sure. I feel like we left like so many gems um, on this one. Was there anything that we didn't say about backup doulas that you feel like everybody should know? I don't think so, girl. I think I think we hit the nail on the head. It's um, something I just want to say again, a necessity, something you don't have to rush into, but something to actively always be creating your village. We have to practice what we teach expecting families as far as have your support in place not just your partner not just the one friend you can call but actively be working towards building the village um because it takes support to get things done we don't have to shoulder the weight of everything so specifically in this instance backup doulas i'm like it's a necessity it's not an option so we have to actively be seeking out who are the people we can partner with who can you really lean on who can you trust you have any final thoughts no, I think that's it. Um, I echo everything you said about the necessity of a backup doula. I hope that this episode was super helpful for everybody who is just starting out and maybe don't have a backup doula. Maybe you've been thinking about trying to find a backup doula. I hope this gives you some actionable tips and some things to think about. Um, definitely consider leaving a review on the podcast. We would love to know what you think about the show and what you would love to hear more of. Um, the reviews will just help convince other people to listen to the podcast, which we would love. We would love to grow this amazing community. We have so many dope people in our community who reach out to us on Instagram and email us and say, hey, all over Facebook. So we appreciate each and every one of you guys for listening. And please go ahead and leave us a review to convince even more people to listen to this podcast and to really get some strategy, some motivation and some inspiration around their birth work journey. And we will see you guys in the next episode. Talk to you soon. Bye.